idea that we can become more whole and more developed as we glean different insights, different truth systems for ourselves, and begin to mold what these different ideas mean to us in the course of our own life and in the course of our own practices. So in the midst of all of this, we can have several personal responses. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed by the enormity of the weapons of mass distraction. We find that we have emails and voicemail and snail mail and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Things are happening so fast. The amount of new information that's coming to us exceeds anything that was developed in the entire history of civilization. Now, in the course of a day, we are creating new life forms, developing new products, learning new insights, and this can be overwhelming for us. And so perhaps your desire to participate in this program comes from that sense of overwhelm and looking for a way to restore your sense of balance. Another response, personally, is this kind of restlessness. Maybe you feel grounded, maybe you feel that you can manage the complexities of our times, but you're ready to do more, you're ready to be more, and to find that most authentic, meaningful, purposeful life, in which case this is a response that many people have and will be an appropriate response if this is what you're looking for in this program. Or maybe there's a third way in which you're feeling at this moment in time, and, and that is relatively balanced, and now your goal is to integrate your own insights into your relationships, into your work, into new creative endeavors. It's my goal to explore these various dimensions with you, to help you to find ways of responding to the stresses of our time, to find a deeper, more authentic way of being, to look for ways that we can develop inner tools to manage the external complexities of our time. And so in this process, we will look at how we understand the nature of worldview, how we begin to appreciate the power and potentials of transformation, and how there is a healing that comes as we learn to manage the enormous changes that we're experiencing, both individually and as a civilization. And in this process, to live a great big juicy life, unified and creative as forces in the world. And this is what it really means to live a noetic life. My own personal call to this work began probably before I can even remember. I was a precocious toddler dressed in my cute pink jammies, and as an 18-month-old would do, I was exploring the world around me, and I discovered a can of lighter fluid that my father had inadvertently left on the kitchen table. And I did what a good empiricist would do, which is I tasted it. And that led me to three months in and out of intensive care, bordering between living and dying. And I think some seeds were then planted for my deep reverence and appreciation for healing and for those practitioners who were there to support me during that period. Later, when I was about 16, I was involved with somebody I shouldn't have been with someplace I shouldn't have been, and we were hit on a motorcycle by a drunk driver. 
And in that moment, I remember very vividly watching my body tumbling through the air from a detached perspective. And so this was my first inclination of a kind of out-of-body experience, the sense that maybe my consciousness wasn't just embodied in this physical being, but that there were more dimensions to who I was. When we got to the emergency room, I ended up with 66 stitches in my left leg, and there was talk about amputation because the cut was so deep. And they did their best, and they sent me home. And I remember laying on the couch in my family's living room, and I didn't come from a medical background. My father was a tool and dye maker in Detroit. So there was no talk about psychoneuroimmunology or mind-body medicine. But somehow, there was this insight that came to me that if I could harness my imagination, I could help...